2: Hello, football fans. Eddie Spaghetti here from the DDFP, telling you that this DDFP is presented by Zaxby's. Go to Zaxby's right now for their famous chicken fingers, wings, and salads. Very clever. Now, stay tuned. You guys are going to love this episode of DDFP live from South by Southwest in Austin. Hey there, football fans. Whether you ride a bike, a bronc, a skateboard, have a yellow mustache, or changing your green number nine in for a teal number nine, Wrangler jeans are made for you. Classic or modern styles, a range of fits, all price points, vintage re-releases. Wrangler has something for everyone and every bell visit wrangler.com and check out their selection of jeans shirts and outerwear for men and women and for newly rich guys signing big-time free agent contracts new styles great fits wrangler real comfortable jeans
0: The Dave Damashek
1: Football
3: Program, available on Apple Podcasts
1: and at
3: NFL.com slash DDFP. Now, here's your host,
0: Dave Damashek.
2: Hi and hello, football fans. I hope all's well wherever you are. It couldn't possibly be any better than it is oh. where we sit right now, not in Studio 66. Nay, we are in the nerve center of South by Southwest in the capital city of Texas. That city is Colleen Wolf.
4: Austin.
2: That's the sort of information that you can expect over the next hour or so. Mm -hmm. Joining me here today for a very special episode of DDFP from South by Southwest. Let's start it off with the man. You know him. He's a UCLA legend. A Jacksonville Jaguar. Already toiled a little bit for the Oakland Raiders. He also happens to be Our reigning champion of our Game of Game of Thrones fantasy league. That man, also the voice of uh, the Los Angeles Rams, is Maurice Jones-Drew.
3: Thank you, thank you. Kick the music.
2: Addicted to the end zone. Very nice, Maurice. I Thank think you. that pretty much says it all. My favorite good. line remains that you're addicted to the end zone.
3: Yeah, I just feel like Colleen's song is way better than mine. Well, See, we like,
2: haven't heard it yet. It's We're about I, no, to I debut haven't that. Well,
3: but what, wait, who was the first? It was Handsome Hank had the first one. Who's not here? And I, I apologize. Colleen, if Handsome was here, Colleen would be first still, but Handsome would be a close 2nd one
4: out for Handsome right now.
2: Yeah, shout out to Handsome Hank, Matt Money Smith, and everybody else. We couldn't bring Ed the whole gang out
3: with no, us it's this too time expensive.
2: Around. But, uh, Maurice, before we jump in on some football talk and do introduce uh, Colleen Wolf's new um, intro song, uh, we, I just met, brought up Game of Thrones. You've seen the trailer. Yes. Who do you think as, uh, as the Ooh. Westeros Ooh. whisperer?
3: Yeah. You know, I, I definitely feel like if I was born in that time, I would have thrived. Um, <laughs> you do, eh? Yeah, no question. Why? Because, you know, you can do, tear some stuff up and be okay there ain't no real consequences out there you do you, you, have like a lot
4: of sparrows brawn yeah. and
3: brains he's got it all Maurice. Mm-hmm. i try to but i think it's going to be the three-eyed raven is the key because bran i think and, and, and you got to correct me if i'm wrong i don't know if i read it in the books or if it, they said this but bran is the, the the guy that was in the tree his name was bran the night king his name was actually bran as well and so that hmm. that's how you're able to travel through time and do those things so i think bran is going to be the key factor in this one.
4: I just heard this the other day. I just heard this theory and I love it because I feel like people kind of count out Bran.
2: You can't They're count out like the guy 20, that's chilling.
4: Exactly. The He's, Wolf,
2: do you have a prediction who uh, who sits in the Iron Throne?
4: Well, I was going to say Bran. I didn't know you were going to say Bran. All right. But, I'll say someone else. Uh, I don't want it to be uh, Cersei. I,
3: I want it. I want Ramsay to come back. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey Bolton Baldwin was the greatest character.
2: Uh, he's, he was uh, ripped apart by uh, dogs, though. So that's yeah, not gonna happen. Yeah, that's,
4: that's that's not gonna happen. I don't know. I feel like it. Maybe it's maybe it is gonna be so. All right. Things.
2: Well, we have our game of Game of Thrones draft upcoming in the uh, next few weeks. Here, Chris Long, the. Uh, uh, Walter Payton, man of the year, also likes to uh, spend some time watching uh, human beings get torn apart by wolves and stuff like that yeah. on Game of Thrones. So he'll be Crazy. with us. In the meantime, all right, let's get to it, The Wolf, the world premiere of your intro song, Colleen Wolf.
4: Ooh, oh no, oh, you guys this. found that? Oh
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> She <laughs> flies in planes and drives a stick to both humans and canines. She's got love for you. She's known as the wolf, but she's been... Oh,
4: no. Okay. She's of you guys living to have a 4 dream. Okay. There she is.
2: One of the great stars on NFL Network and really uh, in sports media now. You see her on uh, the weekend edition Mm -hmm. of Good Morning Football. You see her on Thursday Night Football. And she's our great pal all the way uh, from uh, Philadelphia to L.A. Now joining us at South by Southwest. It's the Wolf, Colleen.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Chuck,
4: when are you going to put a bar in Studio 66?
2: that i you know i do feel a little shown know. up here yeah we do need to have a, a little dry bar off in the corner that will be mm-hmm. my uh, my next order of business okay, all good. right let's get to it we have some game of life stuff that we have to tend to much to get to over the course of uh, the next little while let's start it off with the game of football and specifically what do you think about uh, a little 10-foot pole action? Ooh. Should we get into it? It's free agency. Everybody's, Let's do it. You have everybody... to describe
3: to the people what the 10-foot pole well, is. Well,
2: everybody, you, you, everybody's heard the phrase, you know, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. And that's even figuratively speaking <laughs> that people won't touch this or that. But uh, we go the extra mile. We yeah. have a literal 10-foot pole here. For the cynics, uh, it's actually about like nine and a half feet, but close enough, I think. Um, so, shall we do a little free agency edition of yeah. uh, the ten-foot pole?
4: What actually is that? Is that like from a pool?
2: I, you know what? That's a great question. Like where, where That's does it a great even come question, from? wolf. I have no answer to it. I'm going to let uh, Maurice handle it uh, okay. the first time around. Yeah. If you listen to the DDFP through last season, you know that uh, Maurice um, was okay, really the know. levy and bell whisperer, telling us what was going to happen every step of the way with uh with the melodrama one of the melodramas uh, on the banks of the three rivers um and so levy bells yeah his absence uh, all season long now he is probably the biggest item out there on the
3: I, I, you would say one of the biggest ever free agents
2: i think that's a yeah i think that's fair to say yeah whoever gets this guy figures to probably vault themselves if you're a a uh, borderline contender, and you add 26, I think you now become a legitimate Super Bowl <clears throat> contender. And if you're and also-ran, I think you gain credibility because this guy can spin the clock and mm-hmm. so on and so forth and dominate a game for you. We saw him do that many times in Pittsburgh. So, Maurice, let's do it from a contender's point oh, of view. Yeah, Instead of talking about the Jets or the Raiders, here it is, Maurice. Go ahead. Will you touch this with a 10-foot pole? The missing piece... From 2018 is added in 2019 and takes the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Le'Veon Bell wears the red and gold of the Chiefs in 2019. Will you touch that with a 10-foot pole?
3: That, you know what? Um, I was. Actually, I don't think
2: you're going to be able to reach there, Murray. Oh, I can.
3: But just, just <laughs> let me get let me get to my explanation first. So, I was in Washington D.C. We have the same agent. That's where our agent actually is, and so. We, you know, I would sit there and listen to conversations, and there's teams calling from all over the place, and Kansas City was a team that reached out.
4: Okay.
3: So I, I think if Andy Reid has the the goal, just the I don't I don't even know what to say. Like if he has the guts to go out and really try to. Gumshoe. Uh huh. Yes, I think they do get it, and I don't want to break Wait it. Wait a second. Yeah, Your prediction defense. is,
2: so you're, so you're touching that with that, the 10-foot yes, pole. Yes, I think you the Chiefs
3: are going to make pull the trigger, pay him what he wants, because you still have Mahomes on a young contract, so you can do that. You're going to get rid of D Ford and Justin Houston. Clear yeah, out what some do you money. do
4: about the defense?
3: We just draft. They, did, they, they made it to the AFC Championship game without a defense. We know that we don't need defense anymore.
1: <laughs> no
3: <Apparently>. <laughs> he throws the ball. If you
2: watch the postseason, that wasn't exactly right. But for the bulk <laughs> of the regular season, that was, they, in they, fact, accurate. They lost accurate. the
3: game 31, was it an OT, right? It was 31 31. The Patriots went down mm-hmm. and scored. Imagine if he missed that coin toss and the Chiefs got it and they went down and scored. It's the same defense.
2: So give it to us just for posterity. There are cameras here, please. You'll touch that with a 10-foot pole. I did. I
3: touched it. and to...
2: Bell to the Kansas yeah, City that. Chiefs. And this is not reckless speculation, I which it. I like to indulge. I think this is, ah, if Maurice is saying it, I think ah, there's there actually go. something to this. So no Raiders, no Jets, the contenders <clears throat> that are out there, well, those I, I are the most Eagle, intriguing. Well, I,
3: I think if the money is the same, right, if everyone's offering the same amount of money, then you got a chance to play with Patrick Mahomes, uh-huh. why wouldn't you do that? Right, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah.
2: I get it. I'm not gonna debate you on that. All right, the wolf. Okay. We're talking contenders in Levy and Bell. Why don't you take the ten foot pole? Okay. And lay this on. Uh, I'm gonna lay it on you. Same Heavy. thing. Heavy. They went to the really? Super Bowl in 2017. They missed it last year. Who But could it be? Levy and Bell gets the Eagles back to the Super Bowl in his first season on the other side of the oh, Keystone State. Will you touch anymore? that with a ten foot pole?
4: Absolutely. I will charge this way.
2: Wait, so we have so Done. we have a debate. Oh, you hit
3: that hard, yo.
4: Yeah. So
2: you, so you (coughs) buy that the Eagles are, (laughs) you know, it is interesting because it used to be, you know, the, the, the conventional wisdom a decade ago was that you cannot build a Super Bowl contender through free agency. You know, you had to, you know, you have to draft from within. That's that's
4: how they did it in 2017. That's That's exactly right. That's how they won everything. I mean, you look at the problems that they had last year because they didn't have a consistent running game. Uh Uh-oh. And look, you, you put... You put Lev Bell in there? Absolutely. I mean, I know the way that the team looked with Nick Foles was completely different than it did with Carson Wentz, but I'm not worried about that, because when you have, when look, you can run RPOs and stuff when you have a running game. You can't do that kind of stuff when you don't.
2: Exactly. Well, I, I agree with the analysis.
3: I'm, 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 I just, I, my thing is, like, Nick Foles is, like, the best postseason quarterback ever. I know, I know. Like, right behind Tom Brady.
2: <laughs> it's kind of true. It's it, and by the way, lucid teams now do realize that that's stinking thinking. That's 20th century Kind of uh, train of thought. You, you, well, you can't build through free agency. Te- the, you know, you got to cash in while the window is open for Look your team. The Rams, the Rams yeah, tried to do it a year ago, yeah, right? They,
3: you know, if you have a window, you got to run through it. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So, uh, so good. A fun disagreement. That'd be fun to see him in either situation. There to see. How what would kind of... you
4: feel about seeing him <coughs> stay in? Well, as a Steelers fan, I
2: hope he goes to Oakland or somewhere like that. Yeah, <laughs> they
3: always beat you guys, though. So why would you want to go to a team that yeah. always beats the Steelers? I,
2: I've heard enough about that. All right. Next. With right. the 10 foot pole. Give it back to Maurice, I guess. Let's actually, uh, you take this one, The Wolf, because right, uh, the okay. next one will involve uh, the okay. aforementioned Nick Foles. Earl Thomas solidifies a very nice Cowboys defense as another big name free agent in 2019. Goes back home to Dallas, the Lone Star State. Earl Thomas.
4: I do not wish to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Ooh. I will not do it because it almost feels like. That, that's too storybook for me to happen. And hmm. also, I kind of like the idea of Earl Thomas going to a place like San Francisco where he can play the Seahawks twice a year. Boy,
2: that would be fun.
4: And then he joins his pal Richard Sherman. And look, that that secondary was a mess last year outside of Sherman. So I feel like that would be... A better spot, and I like the revenge factor of just like going back and being in their face a bunch.
2: In the age of free agency, that kind of stuff can happen between bitter rivals that they can that they can move from Seattle to San Francisco yeah. and reform the Legion of Boom is pretty funny <laughs> if they did do that. Marie suggested that Levy and Bell, based on your own experience, when you when the Jags said they weren't bringing you back, you wanted to go to Indianapolis to stick it to the Jags, right? I was
3: going to go to Tennessee, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home. Play for the Raiders for yeah. a year.
2: But you but, but I the the thing that I <laughs> learn over and over again from pro football players is they all it's not just superhuman physical attributes. They all play with massive chip on their shoulder. From yeah. Tom Brady, no one believes in us. No one believed in you, Tom, really? You're the New England Patriots. No one some people believed in you. Um, but everybody imposes that chip on the
3: shoulder. You gotta have something. I mean, you're running full speed into another man as fast, as hard as many times as you can. Like you gotta have something, an edge to you. But i feel right. feel like helps too, you do in, it
4: too in life that that happens as well like I mean every time I go back to Philly I see all of the people who like wouldn't give me a job, and we're like, "You're what you never going to make do you it." Do? I'm what just do you like, do? "Oh my God, you're still here! Like,
1: it's
4: so <laughs> nice
3: to see you." How have you been?
4: Exactly. How's life?
3: It's freezing over there. Good I'm, for
4: you.
2: So LA. you chose to stay, stay here. in the local market, that's huh? Awesome. Um, yeah, good. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the Ford's biggest, I guess. I can see it. Um, okay, hand that uh, okay, ten foot pole. There's no over reason
3: there. to. I, I don't. I I I think that he doesn't go to Dallas for a different reason. I think that they have to pay too many people, hmm. right? So you have Demarcus Lawrence mm-hmm. who has talked about not playing this year on the second franchise tag. Uh, and he
4: won't. like, right. he, he won't yeah, he I don't won't show up.
3: I, I think that that may happen. Then you have Zeke who needs to get paid this year, Dak who has to get paid this year, and then Amari Cooper who has to get paid this year. So how are you going to be able to pay all these guys and still be able to pay Earl Thomas? Now, if they're able to figure that out, kudos to them. But mm-hmm. I, you know what? I was thinking... Uh, before the Rams signed Eric Wood, I was thinking the Rams would go after Earl Thomas. They have some capital. But it seems, you know, the Niners run that same system. They have they have to spend money. So who, who's a Niners fan here, right? We all, we all know the rules. The Niners, they have to spend a certain amount of money this year to be in that 90 percentile. Yeah. So they're going to be overpaying for guys anyways. And why not get a guy that fits your system perfectly and pay him what he wants? And so we know Earl's going to go with that check. Hear me
2: see. now, believe me later. I think the San Francisco 49ers are really good at this coming season. Everybody really? says that.
3: Like how many how many times are we going to say that?
2: Because I, I cuz one that's one no. of my rules when everybody under the sun is buzzing about a team they're not going to do it that year it's the following year. Everybody was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan in 2018. It didn't uh, it didn't come to pass in part because of the injury in you know 2019. So true. Because because definitely. They that's definitely exactly what a happened
4: receiver. with the Jaguars a few years ago. Like, exactly. they won the offseason, made all these moves, and then they were terrible. And the next year, they Oh, everybody's
2: in on that team? Right. Year away. Yeah, they'll, they'll be good in a year, um, which is why the Bears are probably going to be really good this year because they were ahead of schedule mm. as far as I'm concerned. Um, all right, Nick Foles quickly. That's the final one yes. there. That's your old team, if you don't know, Maurice, uh, the Jacksonville it Jaguars. Is. Nick Foles. In the AFC South is the missing piece for the Jags to get back in playoff form. For
3: the right price. I'll You don't have to put asterisks
2: on it. Go ahead and
3: It's hard because if it's the right price, then yes, I'll touch it. But if it's not, then I think they go with Teddy Bridgewater.
2: Well, that'd be interesting. You know, I don't buy in either case that the... I I, I know the the collective wisdom is, again, that... um, Nick, you just need a guy to manage the game on offense if you have that Jags defense, except that everybody's ignoring the fact that the entire AFC South is is defense first.
3: Right. No, the, it's not.
2: The Titans, Colts, and Texans are all great defenses, no. too. You need a splashy guy at QB to make some difference the, making the plays Colts over are 60 defense minutes. first? Which one? The Colts.
4: Well, I they mean, it was a, a very good of, defense last year. They have good guys the that they kind of are like able to put together. a linebacker.
2: I don't know that Nick Foles, game manager, is the guy. And I right. understand. I, I saw the Super Bowl like everybody else. I know what he did to, uh-huh. to the Patriots. I know that he – but those are better pieces in Philadelphia. Well, that's than my he's thing gonna get with in, Nick Foles
4: in, because if you take him and put him in Jacksonville – I just don't think that they have the offensive line and the players that he needs to be good. Like every every situation that he was in when he was thriving. Mm, so he
3: disrespectful. Was, he was
4: playing by oh a great offensive line, but don't you agree that they, they need to make some changes on well, that line
3: Well, no, I, I don't know if it's the offense. I think they need to get healthy. Cam Robinson got mm-hmm. hurt, who was playing, he was excelling at left tackle. Um, they, they just cut their right tackle, so they'll probably add their, uh, a player there. But I think you need one position, and it's a position that Nick Foles leans on more than anything. You either need a big-time receiver that's a big-body guy similar to a tight end.
4: Tight end, yeah. Or you
3: need a tight end. That's who he throws the ball to 90% of the time. And I think when you look at the Eagles, they went and the drafted Dallas uh, – Goddard. Goddard, and you had Zach Ertz, and those two guys carried you throughout the playoffs.
4: Yeah.
3: And then obviously Alshon Jeffrey did his part as well until he dropped the ball – against the Saints and all the Saints fans. It was fans. right
4: through his head. And all the Saints right fans there. are on my back,
3: right? Like, if he, if he catches that, then I'm, I am I sound like a genius. It and is
2: it is one of the more unexplained rules uh, delivered by the football gods, that they only like some guys in certain uniforms. Whether it's with Chip Kelly or or uh, in the Super Bowl champion a couple of years ago, he's only good in Eagles green. Anywhere else you send him, weird. the magic is, is off for him. He's for
3: only us. played in, like, two other places. All right. Well, he wasn't good it neither one of those. He didn't lack John Davis. Yeah, a lot of people. not there with the Rams. Now good. They could have just been St. Louis. Right. Uh, I don't know. That's true. L.A. I'd
2: brings go, a different. I, I know this is a, a, a minority opinion. I say go get Derek Carr out of the East Bay and bring him down. He's capable of delivering. A few splashy plays for you that could be the difference. Well, I know he's more of. No a... one
3: knows if they're going to trade him or not. Is he on the block? Do we know? I mean, Gruden will trade anybody. We know Sounds that. like it. Why don't you call uh, your pal Gruden and find out for us? Yeah, he lives in the neighborhood, but you know, we I try to tell him don't keep. Knock knock knock! I just say don't don't make too much noise. My property value can't go down. You know <laughs> what All I'm right, saying? let's All move on. And stuff.
2: Thus ends the free agency edition uh, of um, of the Ten Foot Paul. We will take some questions if you want to. Ask about any free agents out there in mm. just a little bit. Right now, let's get to Win, Play, Show. Oh, the QB draft. Okay. Yes. Edition here. We're going to go Win, Play, Show. I'll give you the four biggest names out there um, that just uh, everybody just watched at the combine. Um, <laughs>
4: combine.
2: What's the, because a right. combine, it's, you know, a combine is something that separates wheat from chaff, mm-hmm. it's farming equipment. And a. a <laughs> a combine is when you it's a collective gathering of people for one purpose mm-hmm. which better describes what we just saw just sort of the like first this one. and i also i can also see like well maybe they were playing into that metaphor about like separating the wheat from the chaff that's uh-huh. what it's doing but they're not that clever no I, I'm, I'm not going to give them
4: that <laughs> so right. the combine
2: the combine it is anyway we just saw these four guys throwing the ball they are Ky, uh, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with you, the Wolf. Give me your third place. Who's, uh, who's in that uh, show spot there?
4: Show, I think, would be Daniel Jones. So he's Ooh. going to be
2: the third best quarterback yeah. when it's also oh. a decade oh. from now, let's say five oh. years from now, how we will regard these guys. This will age
4: well. I'm confident in that, 100%. All yeah. right, perfect. I think, uh, I think he'll be third. And, and I feel like there's sort of a, a drop-off there because I think the, the top two are kind of the guys that are going to to show us something in the league. And then I don't know. I don't know about the rest. I know uh, Drew Locke has a great personality, uh, but that doesn't really help I, you that, on the football I
3: That's a great field. quarterback, right? I, don't, I keep <laughs> hearing. I,
2: that's all I keep hearing about, yeah. as a matter of fact, is, hey, you got to have a winning personality. Way too much being made out of I know. what kind of personalities your quarterback has. But all right. Okay. Um, and by the way, don't worry about uh, whether or not this comes to pass because last year I didn't have Baker Mayfield in my uh, top oh, good. three quarterback. So uh, I'll turn instead to Maurice Jones Drew for his insights here.
3: I, I'm with you. Number three. Yeah? Is think, that right? I think Daniel Jones um, – <clears throat> Mike Leach said something on uh, Twitter probably like a couple weeks ago. The one thing that you can't teach a quarterback is accuracy anticipation. Mm-hmm. You can't teach those things. They have to have that when they come in. Daniel Jones may not have the arm strength to make all the throws, but he can. Be, he's accurate and he can anticipate. So it's, it's on the coach to make sure that he can make those throws. So when you look at Jared Goff, uh, when he came out of Cal, yeah, he can make majority of the throws, but the ones that he re- he's really good at are in breaking routes. Sean McVay finds a thousand different ways to, to make sure that he's throwing the route that he's most comfortable with and he can throw in anticipation. And that's why the Rams were good. So to me, that's what you can't teach, and Daniel Jones has that over Drew Locke where he yeah. has a strong arm, but it's just all over the place. Well, like,
4: he's just, like, wildly inconsistent. Yeah, I like, can't have that. When you look at his film, there, there's just, like, nothing that kind
2: of uh, goes together. I, I, the accuracy thing, I know it's a great quality to have in a quarterback, but Cam Newton and Ben Roethlisberger have made it all right. Uh, uh, Let's remember, yeah. Big Ben
3: Super Bowls. What was the defense was ranked what?
2: I'm not going to talk okay. about that right now. All right, uh, at number two on your like list, Maurice, who do you have here?
3: Uh, it's it's going to be Dwayne Haskins, and I, I think. And, and, and this is and this is the deal. Like it's tough to pick either one of those two. Uh, Dwayne threw 50 touchdowns, and to me, he is the pocket passer. He's the the quarterback that we all like, the Tom Brady like quarterback. He's going to stay in the pocket. I played with a guy by the name of Byron Leftwich, who was similar to that, who had success, helped you guys win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. got you there. Um, and so uh, that is a type to me that you can build around. Most most coordinators are comfortable with that kind of guy, um, but I think the other guy is just so much more. Special. All right, and the Wolf, you agree with that?
4: I do. I mean, he's he's got the size, and like also, I love the fact of the fact about him that he doesn't care about linking himself to the Giants at all? Like, they, I feel like around this time of year, prospects are always like, well, you know, whoever, whoever wants me, like, I'll I'll play anywhere. He's like straight up, no, like, I want to go to New York. I'm all I'm all
2: yeah, for like no that. jive, but that's, that <laughs> he goes anywhere else, that's kind of, he's gonna have to explain that away. No, he doesn't. Well, he kind of does, yeah. It's, yeah, not his yeah. Fault. it's not his Ultimately,
1: fault. I still wish
2: I were a Giant more, yeah. than, more than where he's I am now. He's just being but. real. Um uh, so so that brings us to Kyler Murray, he's your favorite guy.
4: I think he'll I think he'll be the best. I mean, you hearing that he's better than Lamar Jackson and that he has these Michael Vick qualities about him and, and seeing what he can do on the field just having that dual threat. Yeah, like he's super talented and he's really confident as well. The fact that like he just comes in and he's like I'm not throwing, I'm I'm going to do it my way, just like Lamar Jackson did last year at the combine. Yeah, for the me, combine.
3: The, <laughs> for me, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, he reminds me of Patrick Mahomes, and I wasn't a big fan of Patrick Mahomes when he came out because the offense was crazy and he was just throwing the ball over the yard. But Andy Reid was able to teach him how to play quarterback, and he was always been accurate. But like some of the throws that he can make, you know, we saw the no look pass. Mm-hmm. That's when I became a big fan. Um, the fourth and twenty play against the Ravens where he just chucked him across ridiculous. the field. That was ridiculous. Well, you see this kid do the same thing. And then on top of that, <clears throat> and I'm not a big, like, I'm a big high school football fan. I think California has the best high school football, hands down. I mean, I, I personally feel like I played for the best high school ever in football, right? De La Salle is the greatest You mean high that ever. literally.
2: You don't mean that hyperbolic. No. Not, like, literally, like. The best like, high school program we ever. We never
3: lost a game for 13 years. Like, there's no <laughs> getting close to that. But Kyler Murray was able to do that for his high school, where he won 52 games in a row, 52-0 and in high school. Then he goes to Texas AM <laughs> and he doesn't get opportunity, but then he goes to Oklahoma, he becomes a winner again. Like he's a winner. And to me, it's it's not he doesn't run. He doesn't try to run. He runs where that opportunity presents mm-hmm. itself and he can make those throws on different angles and he doesn't take a lot of hits.
2: Yeah, he's a devastating runner. He's like Russell Wilson. Yeah. A yeah. Functional scrambler, not right. necessarily mm-hmm. just taking off designed runs all the time. Yeah. All right. So I you know what? I think I agree with you. I'm gonna really? I'm gonna roll the dice. A lot on of Kyler people Burry
3: a lot too. of people are upset with Drew Locke. Like Bucky, they don't, Bucky and DJ, they think Drew Locke's way better than Daniel Jones. Really? uh uh-huh. Way better. Oh, yeah. I, li- I like, close. I
2: like that pro arm, you know? I, I don't think you can that. sleep on having a, having that pro worthy arm like that. They, th- those yeah, you don't, can
4: teach the other stuff.
2: I guess so. But, you know, and, and, and I, I guess, uh, you know, a lot of people correct, you No accuracy is the most important thing. that's yeah, It is. All right. Top. I, you can also improve. Well, you can also improve that too. All right. As we talk draft, it is time now for our, the annual telling of one of my favorite stories um, that <laughs> I, was, uh, I was first told a few years back by one Maurice Jones-Drew. Like I mentioned earlier, pro football players all impose a chip on their shoulder, whether, mm-hmm. whether they, it should be there or not. I think I'll let you be the judge by the end of this story. If Maurice is right to have maintained this chip on his shoulder all the way through Impressive. his very fine NFL career. And it still sits there now. He still is angry Ooh. about the running backs that went ahead of him. Oh, You've William. heard of the Tom Brady Six. You saw the documentary. Here now, the Maurice Five, the five running backs yeah. that were drafted ahead of Maurice, and your emotional state as they went along. Oh. Okay, shall we play
3: that? Well, so am I. Yeah. Okay, we can do it.
2: Well, let me start with this. Everybody thought Reggie Bush, you'll remember, won the Heisman Trophy, big-time superstar. He's going to be the first overall. Instead, it ended up being Mario Williams. And then Reggie Bush went. That's another story for another time. He's still angry that he wasn't the first overall and found out on TV that he wasn't going to be the Texans' first pick. Um, And instead, uh, it went down to New Orleans.
3: So that goes a little deeper than what people think. So being from California, obviously Reggie's from San Diego. I'm from the Bay Area. Um, he actually played with Alex Smith. And we used to hear trips from his high school like they were better than us. Oh, yeah. And so in high school in California, they have a running back of the year, quarterback of the year award. One well, in high school, I won that. Right? So then you know, later on the year, we ran track against each other. We were in the state meet, and I beat him. But we didn't make the finals because these guys were running way too fast. And so I was like, oh, I'm better than this dude. You know? So now we go to college. I go to UCLA. Uh-huh. He goes to SC. And I'll give him college. Like, he dominated college. I, I'll give him that. But I still felt like, you know, I put up numbers as well. And so the part that got me more than anything was I went through the process. I did the combine. I did all the other little things where he just did his pro day. And he did a couple of visits. You know, like so that upset me was like, look, I did everything that I was supposed to do. I performed at the combine. I did all the visits. You know, I dealt with coaches talking crazy to me. All these different things. But I, I felt like I held it together. Right, I did my job, and so.
4: Did you get crazy questions? And Fancy Pants Reggie Bush, meantime,
2: isn't doing anything. He's like, "Oh, "Oh, I'm going to the Texans anyway." (laughs) He doesn't get his wish. Let's take a look at what happens second overall back in two thousand and six. Taglia boo. With the uh,
1: second choice in the two thousand (laughs) and six NFL Draft, the New Orleans Saints select Reggie Bush,
4: running back, USC. Is that you booing?
3: No, no. no. So, so. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's funny that that came out because I was at a hotel like I got I got uh, offered to go to the draft but I didn't know if because I was supposed to go between like 15 and like middle of the second round mm-hmm. so I didn't want to be like Aaron Rodgers and sit there like I wasn't going to do it. That's the worst I, spot to be. Like, yeah, I was like, "Ah, you know what? I'll just go home and do it." So we I think the draft started like 9:30 in the morning that year. And so I'm on the really? West Coast, so that's 6:30, so we're up early. Like I got all these people at the at this hotel, like we're ready to celebrate. So I'm up watching it with my So agents. that one's no surprise. Oh, and it, then, but it was a surprise. It, it was it was like I it was stung ups, it, it hurt, but it wasn't I was like, all right, he's going. All right, like he's out the way. Let's let's move on. Now there are many teams that come and
2: go after that yeah. pick, all the way up to 18, 19, 20. Then the Patriots sit there at uh, number <clears> twenty one. Yeah. Had you heard any word from
3: anybody there? Did Belichick well, or anybody so I, contact I, I, you? I I got a call. This is when it starts getting dramatic.
4: Yeah, like, do you have your phone just on your, are you just staring yeah. at your well, phone? Well, no,
3: no, no, like, you're just are watching. Are you eating, by
0: okay. the way? Are you, ah, are you, are you, you, like,
2: you're right. I can't really hold down any food right you're now. Sna- no, you're
4: I'd snacking. I'd be nervous you're eating.
3: You're snacking, but I, the phone rings, right? And uh, it's, it's New England, and they're like, hey, you know, we're thinking about taking you here. Like, how are you feeling? I was like, oh, I'm great, man. Like, you know, everything's all good. I'm ready to go. All right, yeah, we're going to give you a call back. No. All right, cool. Roll the tape.
1: choice in the 2006 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select Lawrence Maroney, Oh University of Minnesota. I was disgusted. I Did
3: was you disgusting. know him? Did you know Lawrence Maroney uh, coming out as the I, Gopher? I, I knew of him. We never really hung out. But um, he, 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 he had a really good career in Minnesota. They ran a similar scheme that we ran at UCLA. So I, I, I mean, I was like, all right, this can't get too much worse. right?" I was, I yeah. was right there. I'm right there at twenty one. I'm good.
4: What what are the people around you saying to you at this point? Are they like uh, so, to make so you feel no, so bit of a No, no, no. So like
3: I'm what? only in the room. of just me and my two agents. Okay. There's The room the in the room. The party too. is in another the, room? The party is in another room. And no so, way. oh yeah, it's this a suite. But we a like room, in a, in a different room. And so Is
4: bit of
3: a little bit of a little are of a little bit at a little at of a like, bit like, what, what, what of <laughs> <laughs> i little bit you did little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a It's all starting to come downhill. It's all. It's like, I'm like. All right, New England. I was like, they're, they're, but we, we knew there was like five guys that can go in the first round. So we were like, all right, we still got like so many other teams left. Roll the tape. Well, oh, here's on, the
2: Carolina wait. Panthers showing oh, up oh, oh, I gotta, yeah,
3: so, so Carolina, I'm sorry. So Carolina is on, what are they on? 27. 27. So we wait a couple picks and then I forget what area code it is, but that, 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 that phone rings. <laughs> What is the thing of them calling you to tease you? Like like keep your phone line open because we're about to draft you, and then they just never call you. So what I understand is like they'll people will step out of the room to kind of get you prepared because they go in and fight for like players. They don't know like three minutes before they make the call. Who they're picking? Not really, because you know it was the Patriots. Was me and me or Lawrence Maroney? It was it was either one of us two. So the guy that called me from the Patriots was the guy who was a GA at UCLA with me. He's now the second in charge with the Niners. I forget his last name, his first name's Adam. So he reached out to me like, hey, I think we're gonna take you here, just hold on. Obviously, they didn't do it. So then the Panthers, I forget who called, but um, they're like, hey, we're in the room. Like, your name is coming up. Like, be prepared, you know, we'll probably fly you out right after this. Roll the tape.
1: With the uh, 27th choice in the 2006 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select D'Angelo Williams. Disgusting.
3: (laughs) At this point I'm disgusted with myself. You had to be sick. I'm disgusted. Memphis? That's Wait, what I said. said I was Memphis like, over UCLA though? I, oh. I, I looked at my agent, I was like, this can't get much worse, can it? Like, come on. Like, and I get it, D'Angelo was all American out of Memphis. He did a really good job there, but it was Memphis. Like It's Memphis? Memphis. What are we what are we doing here? Like no disrespect to anyone that went to Memphis, but I'm just saying, like, I played in the Pac Ten. Uh huh. Right? There, we we had some really good players come out of the Pac Ten. You know, we played well. I was all American too.
2: So but cool. for real, are they, are the agents trying to rationalize this for you to keep you right. cool? Are well, they not, flipping out? Well, no, or? I
3: mean, it, so he did a, they, both of them did a really good job. Um, But they, I mean, I was their first, like, big client, this agency at that okay. point. So it was a little, it, like, he was nervous too. Like, are you going to leave me? What's going on? You know?
4: Are people like, from the other room like knocking on the door? Now? No, like, no, no,
3: no, no. Okay. Everyone like so you gotta like you gotta remember like <laughs> people the, people know how I get sometimes so they're like yo leave him alone like right. let him figure this out so <laughs> oh, no. this yeah people is, don't people don't come around when bad news oh no is, no, is no. you haven't met people the like, wolves then it's
2: better to leave him alone which only <laughs> yeah. exacerbates the situation
3: well the, well, <laughs> well the best part is like there's no windows in this because normally in those indoor hotels they have like windows so we didn't have one of those rooms we're kind of like secluded because normally like you see people like walking by and looking in checking on you like that's worse. Than so you
4: info. guys are in a damn bunker. Yeah, we're we're part.
3: here bunkered in. Yeah, it's 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 getting pretty crazy. So, um,
2: Now number pick now pick number 30 comes So around. this the is this is where it gets
3: crazy because I literally talked to Tony Dungy. And so Tony's like, "Maurice, um, it's between you and Joseph Adai." And I'm like, "Coach, i didn't heard this like four times." So like, <laughs> what are we doing? Like what, what's the deal, you know? And he's like, "Look, all the coaches in the room, they want you." All the personnel people, Bill pulling, they want Joseph Adai. And I'm like, I'm like, well, you're the head coach. Like, pull the trigger, you know? He's And then we talked a little bit longer. He's like, I'm gonna call you right back. Roll the tape.
1: With the 30th choice in the 2006 NFL Draft, the Indianapolis Colts select Joseph Adai.
3: So now I'm mm. disgusted. Mm. So at this point- At least Dungey called you back though, No, right? I'm still waiting on no. that phone call back. Like, it's bad. So at this point, uh, me and my agents, like my agents, like yo, we gotta start changing the energy in this room. So we start wrestling.
4: Wait, <laughs> right? what?
3: Oh yeah, we're like, tuss- like he's like, man, the energy's bad. Like we gotta change it. <laughs> so we're in there like tussling around. I put him like a figure four lock and all type <laughs> so of crazy bizarre. stuff. So bizarre, right? So, um, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Tennessee called or not. I think they did call. How? But at this point, how sad are you? Sad? Oh, well, sorry, yeah. I mean, Mad. I, I, like it's just it's like. It's like you put in all this work, right? So we all work hard. You put in all this work to get to this point. And people tell you where you're, you know, because I left school early too. So I'm like, the only reason I left school is because the league told me that I would be uh, a first round pick. That's like, they're very really concerned. So now are you juniors. scared? Uh, I'm nervous because I'm like, yeah. dude, like if I fall I out of this. Life. Like, I'm going to have to go, like, and no disrespect to people that work at McDonald's, but that's where I was going. Like, I was like, that's the only place I can go now. I don't have a college degree. Like, I have to go to McDonald's and like figure this thing out, right? <laughs> So all these things are running through my mind as I'm putting my agent in like a figure for lock and
1: <laughs> choking
3: him out. I put him in like a guillotine hold. All these different things, and uh, I don't know if Tennessee called or not. I don't think they did, but they end up taking the next guy at number
2: 45. Uh, the Titans are oh, oh, on the before board. before
3: they do this. So they take Lindell White, but this is the worst part about Lindell White. Lindell White didn't run a 40. He didn't do a bench press. Linda how White didn't how is do a running anything. back you
4: don't run a 40? He didn't
3: do anything. I was like, hold on, like, all right. I I respect the process and I respect protocol and I respect all those things because that's how we figure, you know, our, you know, that's how you learn how to do. You know, he did nothing. Wow. I guess he pulled his hamstring and there's he never. He wasn't even
2: the best running back on his team across town. From, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: from it you was it was
3: craziness, right? So there you go. I gave it up, but you hear this one.
1: With pick number 45, Tennessee has selected from USC running back Lindell White.
3: So now I'm, in, I'm in full tears now. When you, when you heard, <laughs> like I'm, I'm one of those kids, like doing that when stuff. When you heard I'm the U in,
4: in USC, did you like?
3: No, 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 no. Because you get calls, so they always you call like, you, okay. right? So I, like, I figured, I, did, I'm thinking they were gonna take someone else. Like they took him, I was just like.
2: Well, and you must know not just Reggie Bush. You must know Lindale White and all those oh, guys. You're playing oh, football. You're well,
3: the same age. So, so Lindale came from Denver. And it, it's a funny story. My cousin went to USC when I was in school. She was a, a biochemist major or whatever, some crazy. She tests food for allergies or whatever she does now. But I would always go over there and hang out with her. you know. And I would run into these dudes all the time. And they were beating us. So they were talking trash all the time. That's all they did was talk trash. And so I'm sitting here like I have to hear from this dude again, that he beat me in something. Oh right? no! So I'm just I'm just sick. I'm in the chair like I'm sulking now. Like I'm sobbing, cry, like, like silent. Crying. Literally
2: crying. <laughs> oh yes, Maurice, not a guy who a, no. I've ever seen really no. get
3: misty about it. I anything. don't I don't really get emotional, but it was it was like. <laughs> so the crazy part is like I Sad. tell people that it is. It gets it gets <laughs> it gets worse before it gets better, but. Um, like I left my family for like two or three months to go train in Florida by myself and do all these different things. College and, dropout. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff, oh, right? No. So, um, I'm just sitting here like, like, did I make all the right decisions? Like, what was I doing? So, uh, this this happens, and then I, I want to say like a guy from New Mexico State gets drafted in front of me.
2: Now, pick number sixty comes around and they blow. Well, but
3: they're not not a running back. I'm just saying like different oh, guys are right. going. Like, Devin Hester got picked in front of me. I was disgusted because oh, I'd what? be. this this is the other part, like Devin Hester was a returner, but I had I I broke the national record for punt returns in college. So i was like what what are we doing
4: in your head are you going i'm just through, like, like I, I didn't
3: i did everything wrong
4: are you just like going through different scenarios like things oh. that like could have happened that could have like yeah I'm, I'm like this? i'm or like so like,
3: i'm like should i have left or did i did rub someone the wrong way oh my, Will God. my
2: biochemist cousin hire me to do oh dude it was it was like
3: can i just like mow her lawn or something whatever, whatever. i gotta do something <laughs> yeah. right so but, 60 comes around and i get a call from jacksonville and uh they then tell me, like, it's between me and someone else. And I, at this point, oh, I was disgusted. No. I was sick. All right, let's 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 hear how that uh, went. Maurice Drew. Mm. You're just Maurice Drew up there. Maurice
1: Jones Drew is an
3: In well, there you go, uh, so, Mike. Mike Mangels was five seven. Uh, I was just getting—is that right? you five? Is that really all you are? Is five seven?
1: Look at no, you! I mean, on
3: a great day, I'm five ten. But <laughs> it's five six and a half. He's crazy.
2: Um, and so, uh, so it's Jack Del Rio. Does he call you, or who calls so, you to so, say we yeah, have grabbed you? Yeah. So
3: I got, I got a call from there was there's three people that I talked to. There's a, a scout, the West Coast scout. Um, the name just keeps slipping my mind, but he literally stood on the table with the running back coach. It was like we need to take him now, because if he goes somewhere else, you know. And so I actually went to dinner with him one night, and we just talked. Great dude. Funny story. I don't even think I told you this on the podcast. My grandpa uh, was a was the college roommates with Dick Bass, old Rams mm-hmm. running back, and he knew the scout. And so that's oh, how really? it all that's how it all worked together. And so that's how we went to dinner and hung out, and then. He stood on the table then the running back coach Kennedy Pola who was coaching at SC in high school, when I was in high school and recruited me to SC with Reggie Bush and all those guys. He ended up being the Jaguars running back coach so then he got me there and then Jack was always from the Bay Area so
4: When they called you did they say it was between you and another guy? Yeah,
3: I don't forget it. Were you was. like, "Oh, thank you so much, coach," or whoever called you? No.
4: Like the final call. <laughs>
3: no. I was like they were like, "All right, are you happy?" I was like, "All right, let's go." Like, yeah. All the emotions at that point, I was drained. I had nothing else to give you. Like, I'd went through Whatever. It, and I was like, I'll, 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 they were like, oh, you want to come to Jacksonville? I was like, yep, I'll be there tomorrow.
4: Oh, my God, defeated. Oh, I was done.
3: <laughs> and so that's why I was so angry at all those teams. So now when we Jack played... Rio, Jack Del Rio's like, maybe we made a mistake. Right. He, he doesn't seem excited oh, no. about this. Oh, no. So when we played uh, the Colts, every time I gave them work, I'd be like, hey, how's Joseph Adai? Like, would uh-huh. your friend. Like, how's Joseph Adai working for you? Good guy. That's how Maurice
2: got the chip on his shoulder. I love it. Maurice five. (laughs) Um, All right, now let's get to most memorable play. You, I I love to talk to guys about the one play, and sometimes it feels completely arbitrary. They just choose a play that was special to them in in an October game and whatever. But before we get to Maurice's, I want the Wolf. You're a football fan. Like In you. my illustrious
4: career, yes. There's That's, many, right. That's many right. plays. I, I hold
2: a few plays uh, close to my heart. What's Fourth the and most 26? memorable play of
4: yours? I mean, that, that is like 1B. This is 1A. A. Oh. I mean, like, how am I not going to talk about the Philly special? Of course. People immortalized it on their bodies. Is it this really sound is. full?
2: It is. Do we get to relive it again with yeah, sound? Yeah, watch it. right. Don't miss it there. Look and don't that. forget, that was preceded by the goat dropping one. <laughs> I, right. I said that in the moment as soon as that happened. Whatever else happens, whoever wins this game 25, 50 years from now, people will talk about what. Would, which Super Bowl was that? That's the one where Brady dropped a pass and Nick Foles caught a touchdown pass. Like, That's Nick how everybody Foles caught
4: a touchdown pass. It, it, the whole thing, I just thought it was such a bastard move by them, too, to go to that play right <laughs> after really Tom was. Brady dropped well it. I was like, yes, okay, I love it. I mean, this was. this is something that in Philly – People have tattooed all over them. I mean, there are, I have seen so many Philly special tattoos. It's absurd. So yeah, this was this was my most memorable. I mean, I was at there <laughs> see I was at the game. Bruh, do you
3: got the Philly special tattoo? Not yet. Missed oh, not opportunity. Yet? Okay. Soon. It, Maybe we we'll get matching a...
4: ones. Okay, okay. cool. <laughs>
3: yeah. I don't know how you do yeah, it. Yeah,
4: this was this was awesome. And we my husband was there and my best friend Kristen and they're Eagles fans. And so we we had I had two tickets for them and then I just had my pass to get me in the stadium and like the seats were really good they were like second row and so when I saw that I was like oh we're gonna make this work like all three of us are sitting here so I sat in between their two seats for the whole game just like the three of us squeezed in and it was like I've never I've never seen anything like that it was so awesome
2: Mac in uh, from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has a great there's a great episode about the Super Bowl victory and it's punctuated by this unironic actual video of him with his wife who plays Sweet D on the show. Yeah, they're actually at the game and we saw in them the stands, after and it, it's just like it was a really funny episode. But right at the end that just them he's Mac is must represent every Eagles fan like. We, we did it. We yeah. won the
3: Super Bowl against the Patriots. It's the it's I, a great moment. I remember leaving this bar. I was at a Philly uh, Philly bar and people were crying. Oh, my yeah. friend Kristen
4: was FaceTiming with her they family. Just win. Hysterical. They beat,
3: they beat the Patriots. That's, it was crazy. That
4: was the best part. It was like
3: a so sweet
4: game. because the last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, they lost to the Patriots in like, that great game where T.O. played hurt and he played so well. So it was like, for the Eagles to actually get back to the Super Bowl, to do it with Nick Foles, and then to beat the Patriots, did you cry? It, it couldn't have. It, I, I, cried. I cried. I couldn't help myself.
3: It was, it was overwhelming.
2: It was very. I overwhelming. got misty when the Penguins uh, won their first couple of Stanley Cups. That's right. Really? I'm not ashamed to admit that. I was. That, Are you it's gonna, a big shake moment. Me. I'm crying when like, my life in is in jeopardy.
3: Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? I didn't think I was going to get drafted. I, I'm soft crying. You Tears crying? of joy. Yeah, I guess. What did it look know. like? Can you give us an impression or something? Like... Like... Did you shake a little bit? <laughs> it was just, it was just I was just trying to just catch as much air as possible.
2: All right, we've gone over this, but uh, but because it is, in spite of all your big runs, playoff uh, touchdowns, and so on, the most uh, noteworthy play. If, if I think if you polled America, it would be the time you and Sean Merriman
3: butted heads. Yeah, it's uh, this is the the play that everyone talks about.
2: David Gerard, Maurice yeah. pass blocking there. There's a touchdown to your pal Mercedes Lewis. Yep. But look at what Maurice does to, to yeah, John Merriman
3: over. there.
4: Yes.
3: He was a little upset about that for a couple of years, but it's hard. Really? Yeah. There was one time we almost got into like a like a strong arm match at the Espies. because of that. Yeah, he was he was upset. You What's know? emasculating? He's twice your size. Yeah, and you know. He was the lights out and all that stuff and kinda of after that he kind of became normal again. So <laughs> 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 You broke the ball. What, uh, what 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 do you talk about at the S piece? Well he, it wasn't even he's like he just kept mugging me for some reason. I was like, bro, is everything okay? And then we just kinda of bumped cross paths and he kinda of gave me a little shoulder. No.
4: And then way. I stopped.
2: Really? Okay, here, let's just yeah. let's hear what it sounded like. You happened to be mic'd up on that day.
3: Yeah.
1: Ooh. Oh, really?
3: Yeah, Yeah, bad words. It's a young me. That was a young me. Resilient. He just bounced right back up. Yeah, he got
4: up.
2: All right. Well, very nice. Let's wrap it up here, shall we? Then, with uh, some
3: game of life related. Uh, I do want to
4: say though, fourth and twenty-six. That it, that also was one of the
3: most. Memorable I was gonna say Freddie Mitchell is like, like the greatest receiver ever in Eagles history. He
4: uh, he did not do anything before that play. He did not do anything after that play. But he has that play. Was he forever. there with you at uh, UCLA? He was, so
3: he left the year I came in. He, I mean, his legacy at UCLA is unreal. He spent the majority of his time at the Playboy Mansion. Really? Yeah, not in practice.
4: Freddie was always a better talker than he was an actual player.
3: Oh, yeah, he talked, I mean, his hands, right? He was right. Like, he thanked he was like, his
4: hands in the press conference. For being I so mean- great. And it was a routine
2: catch. It wasn't like he had to... Fourth
4: and 26, though.
2: Great chip on the shoulder move, too, by Freddie Mitchell. That uh, Because the Eagles, I assume it's the team that decides who gets those booths that you see on media night at, uh, at the Super Bowl. I assume the team says, like, let's put these eight guys in there. They didn't give one to Freddie Mitchell, so he was mad about it. So he went and sat in the stadium in the last row. So that if you <laughs> wanted to talk to him, since he wasn't worth it, you had to walk all the way up the stairs to, to go and kibitz with him Did he? That's excellent. I think that's a funny move. Uh, I like that. I like that. Um, all right, let's get to the Q&A. Do you guys have any questions for us? Oh, we do have some questions. Let's start okay. off with Here we first, go. a question. There's one for we'll Lisa. Some let's that uh, have been submitted via video.
4: OK, I love you. You're, you're awesome. Thanks, I love you.
3: OK. Um,
4: <laughs> First of all, how is the saga that is Antonio Brown gonna end?
3: Mm. Oh, I think he's gonna I go know. To Oakland. I know. This
4: is something that we talk about a lot. I mean, the Steelers are just a Super Bowl, Andy, you know, a soap opera, always, Mr. always, any year. must be turning over in his grave right uh, now. Well,
3: this is this is kind of you know something we always talk about on the on the football program, the Dave Damage like football, because he is a Pittsburgh native, and he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and we always talk about it. Oh, we but, have? That's come up?
2: It, yeah, you're right. No, we have talked about it now, <laughs> I think. about it.
3: Right. Every show is about Pittsburgh. We always spend like seven hours on Pittsburgh, <laughs> I mean, and then I the know. other 31 teams get like two seconds. But it's One of the teams in the NFL? Well, I, I always tell people this. You know, in life, you know, we may work with people, and sometimes the relationships don't work well, and it kind of just gets worn out, and that's what happened in Pittsburgh. Like, just the relationships with Antonio Brown and other players or people in the front office have worn out. And it happens a lot. I mean, and so with that being said, I, I think he ends up, they're trading them to Oakland. Well, he's I wouldn't be surprised if to he goes. Buffalo. So where's huh? He go?
4: He nicks the trade
3: to Buffalo. So where's he going now? Well, it's to Oakland. Oakland? Yeah, I probably. think that's where he wants to go. Uh, I think Oakland. the Raiders
2: make some sense. And uh, wherever he goes, yeah, it does, you know, Levy and Bell's going to move on too. And it does raise, uh, uh, it's a weird thing to now look back on. I mean, I always point out that, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and those two guys, the Green Bay Packers, for 27, 28 years now, have had never worse, really, the, anything worse than the third-best quarterback in the mm-hmm. NFL. And yet, they've combined to win the same number of Lombardis as Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco brought to Baltimore. That's, you know, like, ah, I was, was fun with Favre and Aaron Rodgers were always in it. You only won two Super Bowls. That's got to be a little unsatisfying. And now, here I am as a Steelers fan, they had the Hall, They have a Hall of Fame quarterback. They mm-hmm. had the best running back in the game. They had the best wide receiver since Randy Moss.
4: Everything and was working out for you guys. They went to
2: one title game together. They didn't even get to a Super Bowl together. It's mm-hmm. disappointing that that's how it ends is the bottom line as far as I'm concerned. Um, all right, now let's get to one from uh, you, you like your WWE, do you? Sure. Yeah.
4: What? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well,
2: Maurice is, we know he's a wrestling enthusiast. He was doing it on uh, draft day That's right. uh, in 2006. <laughs> Here's Boston a question Crab. from uh, one of the ultimate heels in wrestling history, Chris Jericho.
3: Oh. What?
0: Hey, Chris Jericho here again. <laughs> uh, besides Bill Belichick and uh, Tom Brady, who is the greatest heel in NFL history?
4: I want to know.
0: I am.
2: The greatest He's one. great, too. Heel, bad guy. He, he and I talked uh, oh. uh, recently yeah. about... He, the, he was
3: a bad guy in wrestling for a yeah,
2: while. But he, but he was like a method heel. He right. he told a story about a father and son coming up to him when he wasn't, you know, doing. he was on an escalator. And they're like, oh, my son would like your autograph. And he wouldn't turn around to acknowledge the kid because it would diminish his brand if it got out like oh he was a chris jericho i met him such a super nice guy gave my son an autograph he said i can't have that so he had to stay in character and he said it started to wear on him emotionally either way (laughs) who do you think embraces best the wolf the role Mm. of bad guy
4: embracing it well i feel like at different points of his career t.o was was a good i mean that he he kind of he thrived when people were in his face like Yelling at him and giving him crap about different things like that's when I he was me. Some me. Uh, yeah, exactly like he he was a guy that If he was in a situation that like he wasn't kind of received well, then he would be he would play even better
2: Well, I, I yeah, that's right. That's if uh, they all yeah Like we I keep uh, saying yeah that everybody likes to feel like yeah. everybody's against us Everybody yeah. likes to well, create I, that I think vibe.
3: Tom like said in his thing like don't tell me I'm good I don't want to hear that, that doesn't right. help me get better like tell me I'm bad so I'll continue to do that then. Um,
4: Jalen Ramsey could be a good one, too. Like I was going to say one, maybe.
3: Pittsburgh Steelers' Joey Porter. Was, oh, yeah, that's he a good one. He was notorious for being a bad dude. Like, like, like any. Remember the Bengals game we watched together? Like He's on the field with them.
4: Yo, like, that game was crazy. That was one of the craziest, the craziest games football I think game that I've, I've ever seen. seen and I'll, like, I'll never forget it. There were so many things that happened in that game.
3: As a coach, I'll have to go with Sean Payton.
4: Oh, yeah, because he's always taunting the fans, too. Yeah,
3: and either running the score up. If you remember what he did to the Eagles earlier this year? Oh, I remember. Thanks yeah. for reminding right? me. I, you right. know what? La- I,
2: it happened in, like, day. mid-December, January-ish. All of a sudden, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski just started to declare, everyone thinks we stink, you know, especially Brady. That's what you're supposed to do. They the, – I think they embraced – and I, <clears throat> I think in, in a real way – you heard all that stuff with Edelman mm-hmm. and, and Brady and they kept shooting those videos of, of shrugging like too bad everybody what, else. What, what
3: was their their slogan That was this
2: that year. was ultimate heel kind of stuff. That what was, was their good.
3: slogan like we're still
2: here. Yeah.
3: That that's I like that. Yeah, gotta, that, like
2: that. yeah, it's really annoying, you know, as somebody who was rooting against them, but uh, but that's yeah, true. it's hard to yeah, their embracing of that as foolish as it seems to us. Wait, nobody believes in you, Tom Brady? Come on, man. You're the yeah. greatest of all time. No one believes. But if they convince themselves of that, this no one believes in us outside this locker room jive. If you can get the buy-in from the guys, it does seem to uh, work wonders here. I
4: don't know how the Patriots were able to convince themselves that they were underdogs. Like, that. that's, well, well, I that's think amazing. I
2: know, like, for a fact that I buried them a couple times.
4: I mean, I did, too. Yeah, so.
2: Okay. True. I want to do uh, one more thing. Actually, I had a question from one Willie McGinnis here, and because uh, uh, word got out that recently on the show you couldn't name. Maurice claims he does not know. All right, play it real fast. Let's hear.
3: Oh, no. Hey, guys, it's Willie McGinnis. Maurice. He couldn't oh. name one. I don't. It know. Doesn't know any song I know. by the Rolling. So, the I, Rolling Stones weren't in my neighborhood growing up. That's what we <laughs> weren't. That's one we weren't listening to. Like I don't know. I don't know.
4: I don't, I don't know, know if that I I don't know. know if I know.
3: The Wolf. You I don't, don't know, know if you know a
4: song know. by the
2: Rolling Stones. Is this disgraceful? I think, am I am I wrong for being so outraged
4: by this? I'm, I'm not just, very like, good at like naming songs. I don't I'm care like if, song you know, if you know. Like I know their songs. Music. I, if it comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, and I know the words to it. But I don't necessarily. I can't really Satisfaction? identify. Satisfaction? Oh yeah, I can't get no. All right. Sure. So, so <laughs> you,
3: <laughs> I, you, I mean, you might as well just slap me. I don't know what that song sounds like. Or yeah, you do. I don't.
4: I'm not going to sing, but you do. I'm telling
3: you. Sympathy for the Devil. No, nothing. Doesn't ring a bell.
4: Start me up.
2: Start me up. Start me up. I mean, (laughs) I don't know what to say. I'm sorry that that, that you had to see this. It's not
3: my fault. Mm -hmm. You know what?
2: Let's, uh, I want to reward you just the same.
3: Whoa.
4: You, uh, oh.
2: you are Look my, at uh, this. Oh, gold you are my jacket? Hall of Famers, oh yes. Oh my
4: gosh.
2: Is this, uh, you
3: know this one's from i for this? Somebody get a picture.
2: <laughs> yeah. This might be as close as you get. I hope not, but uh, to wearing a different uh, gold jacket. Uh, but this is more If I, if this I play more every year, I'd be fine. There are like 150 oh guys goodness. with uh, the wow. other kind of gold
3: jacket. Perfect. I'm wearing this the out wolf. tonight.
4: Did you get fitted for that?
3: You're I'm one of the first women
2: to get down. Uh, what? Yeah, so this is going, amazing. Look at that. This is
3: awesome.
4: Okay. Oh, yeah, handsome We're also actually be- okay. now
2: that I'm now that I'm the seeing the three are a of us. Short. It's the short. Okay, three though. of us together, we <laughs> kind of look like uh, we kind of look like the Monday Night Football crew. Yeah. What happened to the arms
4: but of this? It's perfect. Where are the rest of them?
3: <laughs> it's perfect. we got to Oh no, you're just a little I'm short. I'm just gonna I'm gonna
4: do one of these guys. Perfect. Wow, I'm gonna wear this out.
3: Always stylish.
2: Always stylish. Pop the collar. Keith on Richards this? does that. Hey. You don't know who that is, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> Where's the um, pictures? What,
4: we're just standing we're here taking go. pictures.
2: Uh thanks for coming out, yes. everybody. Thank wanna, you guys. Wanna thank uh, Casey Slater for having us. Wanna yes. thank South by Southwest. Wanna yeah. thank everybody for coming out to watch us, the DDFP. With Maurice Jones, Drew, mm-hmm. Colleen Wolf, Handsome Hank, Matt Money-Smith. Yep. Thanks to Eddie Spaghetti, Ryan Bartlett, Mark Brady. And this is your uh, Hall of
4: Fame speech? Right this <laughs> is, this is clo- well, this is definitely
2: as close as I'm ever getting to any <laughs> Hall of Fame. Now, I will. If I ever get into a Hall of Fame, I will uh, use my time instead of thanking people. It's to call out everybody who didn't believe me. I
1: love that. That's Maurice style. Way. That's yeah, great. that's Marie
2: style. All right. That's how you're supposed to do it. Uh, so that's it. We'll talk to you later on. In the meantime, thanks South by Southwest wow. in Austin, wow. Texas.
0: You got a, is a been yeah. slice of heaven. you did it. a slice of That
3: was awesome.
4: This is awesome. I love this.
3: Yeah, I'm wearing this out tonight.
4: Amazing.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,